it takes two to complete the mission. It takes two to stay alive. Operation Tango. It takes two to save the world. So, in my notes for this week's episode, I have as the opener, tango music. Uh, okay. And that meant, yeah, that meant that I was supposed to Google and find some royalty-free tango music to drop in here as a segue into this episode. I didn't do that. Um, I that, do have uh, the... Is that because you can't Google in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> it's because I didn't Google at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do have the next best thing, though, uh, last minute. Um, I'm going to pull that up now. All right, hit me. <clears throat> Merriam-Webster defines tango oh as a ballroom no, dance no. of Latin American not, women. <laughs> not an appropriate substitution. <laughs> Fine, I will, thanks to the magic of post-production, I will drop in some tango music right here. All right, nice. Um, Beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. It's, Ama it's... Wonderful music. <laughs> it brings me back to my childhood. Wonderful. Ah, yes, your childhood in Argentina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My childhood living in suburban North Carolina, Argentina. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's up, everybody? This is Under 1000. Uh, we're your hosts, Sam. And Jacob. And today we're looking at Operation Tango, a two-player cooperative spy game in which one person takes the role of the daring field agent Angel and the Angel. other the calm and stylish hacker Alistair. Alistair. Um, so that's the uh, thousand foot view. And before we go any further, let's get into a little background. Uh, it was released on June 1st, 2021 and developed by Clever Plays based in Montreal, Canada. It's available on PS4 and 5, Steam, Xbox One, and will soon be available on the Series X and S and uh, Epic. Uh, it has numerous awards and recognition uh, from Gamescom, Indiecade, Mega, and Nix. Uh, and the developers have also made a game called Leap of Fate a furiously paced cyberpunk roguelite about overcoming your fears. Uh, it has an isometric view and looks kind of similar to Hades and Tomb of the Dead Gods, which is also really good. And just to clarify, Montreal, Canada, also not where tango music comes from. <laughs> yes, thank you for that cultural relevancy note. <laughs> so, so as of right now, uh, Operation Tango sits at a very positive review rating on Steam with uh, 1,270 reviews, but it, it had 967 uh, when we started playing. So I'm going to go ahead and say that that still counts, and we're going to try to avoid this in the future. Yep. Yeah. A little extra turnaround time on this episode. So <laughs> from the Steam page, it takes two to save the world in this cooperative spy adventure. Pair up with a friend as agent or hacker with only your voices to connect you and work together to bring a high-tech global minutes to its knees. Um... So, game <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing to say about that, huh? Um, <laughs> I know, I thought it was wonderfully done, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> game features. <laughs> um, so, listed on the Steam page, game features are co-op puzzle solving, thrilling espionage, high-tech tools, friendly banter. That's, it's, uh -huh. not, it's not always friendly. No. 
a friend pass. If you own Operation Tango, any of your friends can play with you for free. All they need to do is download the Operation Tango friend pass, which is one of this game's many, many quality of life successes. Absolutely. And another one, cross-platform play. A few other notes really quick. Uh, There are six full-length missions that track your progress extraordinarily well. So if you're partway through a mission and one of you or your teammate have to hop off, the game doesn't make you start over from the beginning, which is really convenient for a game like this that requires a bit of coordination. Um, More quality of life. We had no connection issues with this game whatsoever. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. once did we have a problem, which is amazing. Um, and it's really easy to link up. You just get a code when you create the game. You send it to your partner, and they even have a Discord. If you don't have a partner, you can find someone or discuss the game. Yeah, yeah. So overall, that's a great rundown. And like you said, the quality of life stuff in general in this game is amazing. It really is. Yeah, so let's talk through the game itself. Uh, I'm going to set the scene. Um, so the average mission starts with a briefing from your uh, spy agency dispatcher uh who will tell you about the mission objective this is uh m or q yes <laughs> i'm not a bond person but it's a it's a person who's a letter and i think it's judy dench i can't wait for you to get roasted based on that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh but at mission start you will have picked either the hacker or the agent uh usually the hacker um you'll have to familiarize yourself with an interface of virtual tools and information that you have access to at the very start and if you're the agent you'll be plopped into uh, an environment um, of which there are several pretty varied ones and trying to familiarize yourself with the environment around you uh, your overarching objective will be something large scale like intercept a code um defuse something hack something uh infiltrate a building um and the mission itself will be a series of coordinated puzzles in which you share resources share information and work together to uh complete the mission and then there's usually some kind of really cool exfiltration mission climax to up the pace a little bit yeah so some things to talk about with the mechanics um you have to work together on every puzzle in this game it is not soloable you need to have a partner but that's kind of the fun of it and it, it like one thing that's really awesome is that it doesn't fall into the like left for dead trap of just like forcing you to have a partner in terms of like they have to press button presses like mm-hmm. they, the things take real coordination and the game is 100 percent about good communication yes and puzzle solving yeah and puzzle solving so there's a variety uh of things that you're gonna be doing like we mentioned uh, for example, tag teaming control panels to stop an out-of-control train, uh, guiding partner-controlled robots through a course of lasers, <laughs> uh, lowering yourself through a maintenance shaft, plasma-cutting bars, and avoiding the alarms. Uh, sometimes the agent, like you mentioned, is in the environment in first-person mode, directly interacting in the physical world, while the hacker provides digital support. Uh, a great example of this, and one of the most fun and... <laughs> possibly frustrating ones in the game <laughs> is a puzzle where the agent is sort of floating in the tron void and communicating where these moving obstacles are in the world and the agent is trying to physically walk through this puzzle but the path has to be created by the hacker who places tiles but the hacker's viewpoint is top down simplified they can't see where these moving barriers that will hurt the agent are And you have to describe, like, okay, we're going to go one step forward and one step to the right, and one step forward and then three steps to the left, so you can get around these barriers. And the agent is dropping tiles to create a path, and they disappear quickly. So that coordination is really intense. 
Um, and then sometimes uh, both of you will be presented with puzzle screens, control panels, computers, something that comes up where you see the same thing and you coordinate, like the don't touch the walls puzzle where you have to <laughs> move a ball into a goal. Um, but one person controls the up and down arrows and the other one controls the left and right arrows. Yeah. Um, so part of it is deduction and part of it is just like straight up Vulcan mind meld to try and uh, get through <laughs> some of these mini games. And what I found really interesting too, just to pause real quick um, and stay on this, is that I played this game with you, but I also played this game with my fiance. And what's interesting is that you and I would take a totally different approach to some things than than she and I would. And and one of those examples is that that digital uh, platforming segment. Um, you and I established like north, south, east, and west, so we would be speaking a common language. Uh, with my fiance and I, we would basically just say, okay, go, and then place the tiles in front of each other. And it worked. I mean, both, both strategies worked out, but it's cool because the puzzle is the same and the puzzle is linear, but the way that you do the solution can be pretty varied. And that adds like another level of replayability. Yeah, definitely. It, it's a lot based on your communication style. Uh, and whether or not it'll work is a lot based on your communication style. <laughs> yes. Um, so for you and I, like you said, we spend a lot of time playing this game describing like what's available to us. Mm -hmm. Like we'd be playing the hacker and you just are sitting there. You just get a list of menu. Like you get this cool interface that is very much in the canon like they put a lot of effort to make it like a cool cartoon hacker interface yeah but you're looking at it you're being like okay i can see this i can see this i have this number that has this marking i can see this i have access to this database and then the other person is looking at their screen being like okay well you know what i see something that has the same thing except i have the opposite information we gotta fill those things in yeah yeah it's a great example yeah, I got to say, and as, as someone who does programming as my day job, I got to say, definitely the most accurate portrayal of hacking I've ever seen in a game. I spend most of my day uh, solving small mini game puzzles uh, and then waiting for text <laughs> on the screen to just scroll up until I get a green arrow and my job is done. Yeah, yeah. No, after I went and hacked the Pentagon after this, and uh, it, was, it, was, it was just basically, it was just like in the game, it was just like a Guitar Hero feed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yep. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, J. Edgar Hoover couldn't have ever imagined that I would beat all the Guitar Hero games on Expert, so. Yeah, you um, just, yeah, it's through the fires and flame, but I mean, you can handle that. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, left-handed. Um, <laughs> and then one extra element of this game that makes it more exciting is the pressure that it puts on you with time limits. And it's rare that it gives you a long time limit. There are some long time limits, but it's like a lot of short time limits where something will pop up and then you both have to figure it out really quickly. Um, and in that yeah. way, it kind of, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about another game like this later. We'll have a little throwback. <laughs> um, but if you're listening to this and this sounds like an escape room to you, that's very much what the experience is like. Yes. Uh, and also, for those of you who have played um, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, the excellent bomb defusal game, um, it is very much in the spirit of that blown up into an entire genre, really, you know, of this sort of co-op puzzle solving, put the information together and work together towards a common goal. It's, it's almost like people talk about asym uh, asymmetric multiplayer a lot in terms of like one team is different from the other team in competitive mode but this is asymmetric cooperative Co multiplayer. Game yeah. yeah which is really cool 
and like you said with the time limits, that plays into one of the other strengths of this game, which is the advancement of existing concepts. This game does an excellent job of introducing simple concepts and expanding them in later missions. Uh, and like you said, the timed objectives, usually the first time you do something or the first couple levels, things aren't really timed. You're just kind of figuring it out. Um, or you have more time. Uh, and then as you get through the game, linear puzzles that you're working together with pretty obviously become instead these wider scenarios where you each have a toolkit from the start. And you have to kind of look through what you have. Like you said, the hacker has an interface that they can peruse through and say, okay, I've got access to security cameras here and, you know, cleaning droid uh, controls over here and, you know, all kinds of things. And you kind of have to figure out, okay, the agent is in this part of the building, so I need to be accessing this. And, you know, it, it really is, there's a lot of depth to it. There really is. Yeah, there's a ton of depth to it. Mm -hmm. And I think the other cool thing is that even if you play the hacker, you're not necessarily tethered to screens and a desk and reading things off of, you know, for your partner who's doing all the actual running around action work. It really does trade back and forth uh, so that the excitement is always shared. Yeah, my Guitar Hero analogy there is a segment that you play as the hacker where you're doing things while you're going down this track and you have to time button presses and you have to be in the right area. Um, I'm sure there's a better like arcade racing equivalent comparison for this, but um, the hacker isn't always just sitting there looking at menus. Okay, so if you can't tell already, we <laughs> absolutely love this game. And we've yeah, had a blast, blast playing it. This is my favorite game that we played for the show so far. Let's go through some of these things that are so great about it now that we've talked about the mechanics and everything. Yeah, and that's not to say that the other games that we played haven't been good, but they've mostly been on the vein of under a thousand reviews because they're experimental, extremely niche, um, you know, those kinds of things. Whereas this game is a full functional game. Uh, you buy it, you get all the missions, and it has a level of polish that has been unmatched in anything we've played so far. And I'm kind of, like, we were both shocked that it had under a thousand reviews at the time. Yeah, like, stunned. Other than the length, there's nothing to distinguish it from, like, I don't want to say real games, but I want to say, like, bigger games. You know, like, yeah. games from big developers, right? Oh, yeah. This has more polish, creativity, and heart than like any triple a title that i've played in the past like six years totally. you know yeah. so first thing to hit with this level of polish okay the art is incredible you get your cutscenes and briefings in the form of these simply animated but really stylistically drawn and vibrant kind of spy fox or like kim possible style uh drawings mm -hmm. um and then it transitions when you get into the game itself to this semi cell shaded aesthetic that's like equally vibrant and has really cool lighting effects and really fits into the, the modern graphics approach of like it doesn't have to look realistic. It just has to have beautiful art direction and it ties it back to that cartoon style really well. Yeah, and I think that there's a hidden quality of life benefit there, which is that I think pr pretty much anybody could run this game and play it um, because of that cel-shaded, uh, you know, cartoon aesthetic. Uh, and that's just another sort of subtle, like we didn't have any FPS drops. We didn't have any loading screen issues. Everything was quick. And I think that's just another subtle way in which this game has great uh, accessibility and quality of life. Definitely. So level of polish thing number two, the music in it. Maybe we have different opinions on the music. I thought that it was really solid kind of generic spy funk but it, it the music and the sound design i wouldn't say that they're like super groundbreaking or creative but they fit the game so extremely well and they get you exactly in that that secret agent mood you know 
I don't know, man. I have the theme stuck in my head. The banana, na na na. I I absolutely love it. So, <clears throat> I think it's at good. the I, it's good. yeah, yeah. I think I think at the very base level, it is on brand, um, and I think it's pretty iconic and fun. All right, all right. I'll give you that. All right. So next up on our list of uh, polished attributes for this game is the mechanical feel. Um, it plays really well. I think my only co- the only uh, complaint I had was that the sensitivity for the agent is typically pretty high, but everything is sharp, responsive, easy to understand. The interfaces for how varied and complex they are are designed super well and designed in a really fun way. Like it's cool to click on things. It's fun to interact with all the puzzle elements. Just, and that and that just speaks to the, the level of design there. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many fun knickknacky moments where you're like interacting with switches and toggles and with control boards and all that kind of thing it's it's another thing that makes this game kind of feel like an escape room where it Mm -hmm. has that like chunky mechanical interesting like it's fun to press the big button (laughs) you just (laughs) want to press the big one you know yeah definitely and i think also um it it there's a level of intelligence in the puzzle design too wherein uh a lot of this game is describing things to your partner and in some cases, that involves describing, you know, one thing amidst a group of similar things, you know, a specific key with a certain shape, a specific, you know, image or something. And that could really easily be very frustrating if they were too similar or too easy if they were obviously very different. But again, there's a level of intelligence here where they created the puzzle with just enough difficulty to make it non-trivial to describe, but also a lot of like fun and, and not frustrating. Yeah. And like we never got hung up being like, we have to do this over and over and over. Yeah, this game absolutely masters the tightrope walk of game flow in that we never got, we never broke immersion because we were frustrated and stuck. And we also never broke immersion because things were too easy and we were just absolutely like floating through it. This game, it, it, it balances it the entire mission on a knife's edge, every mission, better than I've seen probably any game do. Yeah, uh, which is really impressive for the fact that it is basically four to five hours, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's basically four to five hours of like, wario wear smooth moves <laughs> um, like evolved it's like a super saiyan 3 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um, but it has that similar fun factor like i said it's a lot of short timed things and so you're trying to solve these puzzles and you're like oh i got it i got it oh this this oh i got that oh i recognize this and you're doing mm-hmm. that quickly over and over and over and it like keeps the hype level up yeah definitely it's that it, there's a it bounces back and forth between warrior wear smooth moves quick pace games and escape room deduction i've got this info what info do you have and they blend together pretty seamlessly uh usually the deductions parts are gated by the warrior wear smooth moves puzzles you know yeah. and so the pace is mixed up throughout the missions as well hints are available too i think that's worth noting although we didn't find the need to use any of them usually with a couple minutes of sort of experimenting and a couple of failures um we could get back on track and figure out what we, what we were doing wrong and that's the other smart thing too is that failing and restarting is so quick if you mess up it just says okay you're done you messed up or you failed this part of the mission and it pops you right back in right before and it's not any easier like we couldn't cheese the game or anything due to that feature um but it, again it just didn't break the immersion for me despite the fact that we lost sometimes yeah no definitely it, it's just another good quality of life thing with this game 
Yeah. <clears throat> the interaction between the hacker and the agent uh, are fluid and seamless. A lot of times the hacker will be, you know, decrypting a file log for the agent to use and you have to upload things back and forth and communicate about that. That's all seamless. We were never waiting on one another. Um, and I was surprised at how well I was looking at my screen and I know that you're looking at something different and I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm uploading you the file now and you'd immediately be like, okay, I got it. I see it. You know, I'm reading yeah. it right now or decrypting it. <laughs> it. It's a cool moment. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And that I think leads into our last point, which is that every thing in this game is straight up fun we had so many moments where we were like yo we did it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah totally it's like a lot of butthole clinchers and then a lot of just like celebration you know absolutely absolutely it's just, it's just a good time it's just a good co-op partner time yeah i think if there is one complaint that i have and it's not, it kind of feels like I'm nitpicking here because I like so much about this game, but the story itself, you could take it or leave it. I mean, it's kind of a generic track down this international bad guy. Um, it exists to hold the puzzles, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and the characters are iconic and fun, um, but the story itself is, you know, it, it's just a framework, really. Yeah, if... Um... If it's obvious that we forgot to write down our critiques for this game, <laughs> then that should speak volumes to how much we enjoyed playing it. Definitely. It almost doesn't yes. matter. It's short. The story doesn't matter. Um, you can decide whether or not you think the theme music is generic enough. Those are all nitpicks, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think our, our our bottom line is get this game and play it. And only get one copy because then your partner can download the demo and play the friend pass. Like everything about this game wants you to play it and enjoy it. And I respect that so much. Especially especially in a landscape of gaming dominated by microtransactions and DLCs and unfinished games. You know, this was a breath of fresh air for how much they just wanted you to play the game and enjoy it. Absolutely. So let's move on to talk about some reviews from other people on steam yes uh and this was a difficult thing to do um because there were really only two types of reviews um both of them were positive uh one of them was the excellent but too short and please give me dlc review uh and then the positive review which was positive but the comment was i cannot speak to my partner anymore <laughs> i think you're forgetting review type number three i noticed which was weirdly horny reviews uh, <laughs> which of which there are there are many all right so why don't um, you pick why don't you read off your reviews that you picked from steam sure so uh first up i've got from mariana Fun couples game. We played through it and only considered breaking up six times. That's, yeah. Okay, so that's, yeah. that's a good type two review. Yep. Um, <laughs> this one I got because it's just fun. Uh, Atomic Lash. It's fun and gets your blood flowing. <laughs> I mean, he sounds, like a, he sounds like a guy that's fun to, to play the guitar with, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, he's definitely your dad's coolest friend yeah oh definitely yeah he's just a jolly boy yeah uh and then my last one is gur avia gur uh, and this is a positive review again my friendship with my best friend of 11 years broke because of this game <laughs> yeah i mean that's yeah all right well i only got two um okay. because the first one is gonna take a little while to read this name um all right so my first review is from terriermon 42 qyt okay and uh terrier mom said we played with two friends and now i know which friend i want to bang more for much better communication omg i love this please buy it 
Um, well, you know, type sex three. is about communication too. So type that's... three. <laughs> Uh, and then my second review was from Pig Gaming, <laughs> okay. um, who said, keep talking and nobody explodes, but if they made it a game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's an unfair roast of keep talking and nobody explodes. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I don't, I haven't played it, but this guy's, he, he's got an opinion on it. <laughs> keep talking and nobody explodes is the most fun I've ever had with a PDF file. Okay, well, it's literally a PDF file. So I, I was about to say, I haven't played the game like it, right? I was about to say he described it as if it was a Microsoft Word document, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that it's this game, but if one person were defusing a bomb and the other person were reading from a PDF file. <laughs> That's not how they defuse bombs in real life? Yeah, no, that, that yeah, it's based on, you know, the real way they do it. What know? is it with this genre? So accurate. Just like Storm yeah. Chasers. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right well nice. so to wrap this up uh this game's a ton of fun my my praise batteries are running low um yeah but absolutely I, I, this game rocks just go buy it go support the developers of operation tango go buy their game damn it i gave them another compliment <sighs> that's all <laughs> yeah i'm depleted now yeah Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> um, we'll catch you next time. Uh, this has been Under 1000. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you like what you heard, check us out on the podcast app of your choice. Um, we're also probably going to set up a, a Patreon at some point, maybe, uh, if you want to pay us money to do this. Um, anything else? We have a Twitter now. Um, and I'm going to edit in the Twitter handle in post-production, more of that magic, because I don't remember it off the top of my head right now. Uh, and I don't want to lie to you. Um, but yeah, until next time, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>